Listen to one of this year's top true crime podcasts. Unknown Subject, Season 3 of WTOP's American Nightmare podcast is out now on all podcast platforms. Crash involving a truck along the far right side. Southbound slowdowns on 395 and 95. Slowdowns in separate stretches. Volume delays in the Beltway, of course, heading out of Virginia toward the Big Bridges. Very slow in Maryland on the Interloop through Silver Spring and from College Park to Greenbelt. On the southbound ramp for the Baltimore-Washington Parkway, a crash along the left edge of that ramp. Georgia Avenue northbound just past the Beltway at Forest Glen Road. You were staying right past a crash. Connecticut Avenue southbound at Randolph Road. One single file to the right getting by water main repairs. The WTOP Traffic Center is presented by Window Nation. Pay no interest for five years on your new windows. Visit windownation.com. Dave Dildine, WTOP Traffic. Forecast, Steve Rudin. Scattered showers moving through the remainder of the evening along with patchy fog. Temperatures in the 50s and 60s. Our temperatures will drop into the 50s overnight with areas of dense fog by early tomorrow morning. Any lingering showers draw to a close. Clouds will eventually give way to added sunshine. Temperatures in the 60s and lower 70s. I'm 7 News Meteorologist Steve Rudin in the First Alert Weather Center. We have clouds 63 in Silver Spring, 63 in Northwest D.C. It's 459. You're listening to WTOP, Washington's top news, live, local, 24-7. This hour of news is sponsored by Lido Pizza. Lido Pizza never cuts corners. Good afternoon. I'm Ann Kramer. And I'm Sean Anderson. Coming up. Former President Trump testifies in the E. Jean Carroll defamation trial for just a few minutes. We'll get the latest from CBS Hourly News in just seconds. Then we go in depth on whether Mr. Trump has now effectively clinched the GOP nomination. We'll talk to Chief Washington Correspondent Major Garrett at CBS locally. Why the owner of the Wizards and Capitals says a move to Alexandria for the teams is the right call. I'm Mike Marilla. Where you'll feel the impact of Maryland's transportation budget cuts, literally. I'm John Dome. And big NFL coaching news to tell you about. This is CBS News on the Hour, sponsored by O'Reilly Auto Parts. I'm Monica Ricks. In just a few hours, Alabama is said to carry out a controversial execution. CBS's Jim Crisula has details. The state of Alabama plans to put to death 58-year-old Kenneth Eugene Smith with never-before-used nitrogen gas. Smith will be fitted with a face mask that will cover his nose and his mouth and then forced to breathe pure nitrogen gas, which will ultimately result in his death. Robin Maher heads up the Death Penalty Information Center. The state's first attempt to execute Smith by lethal injection was botched. Former President Trump testified at his defamation trial in New York today, where author E. Jean Carroll's suing him for things he said after she accused him of sexual assault. CBS's Errol Barnett is covering that case. Mr. Trump's legal team have been denied in their efforts to have this case dismissed and continue to insist Mr. Trump did not know Miss Carroll and that she not only sought publicity, but is enjoying her newfound attention and fame. Testimonies also underway in the landmark trial of Jennifer Crumley in Michigan. She's the first parent of a mass shooter to be charged in the U.S. CBS's Elaine Cajano's in Pontiac. The defense team, for their part, previewed their arguments that Jennifer Crumley, they say, did not know about the depths of her son's mental state. The attorney suggested that responsibility for what happened in 2021 lay elsewhere. She said Jennifer Crumley's husband, James, was the one in the household who was responsible for keeping guns secured. The Carmelis' son killed four students. 
Boeing's pausing production as it inspects its 737 fleet over safety concerns. Here's CBS's Natalie Brand. Boeing CEO Dave Calhoun returned to Capitol Hill facing questions and concerns about the safety of his company's airplanes. It's my second day. We're going to talk about transparency and responsibility, and that'll be it. Former Boeing senior manager Ed Pearson says he's not surprised by the incident earlier this month. The only thing surprising to us is we're so thankful that it wasn't a fatal crash. Um, That's what we've been expecting. It follows a number of serious mechanical issues. Gaza's health ministry says Israeli attacks have killed and injured hundreds of Palestinians today as the death toll in Gaza nears 26,000. World Health Organization Director Tedros Ghebreyesus. 70% of the dead are children and women. That alone is enough for a ceasefire. CIA Director William Burns is headed to France now to try to broker a deal for hostages. And check your medicine cabinet because your cough syrup could be contaminated. Robitussin's recalling several lots of its medicines with honey. This is CBS News. Think O'Reilly Auto Parts for all your car care needs. Get the parts and service you need fast from the professional parts people at O'Reilly Auto Parts. It's 5.03 on Thursday afternoon, January the 25th. We have clouds, some showers in the area. Temperatures are hanging in the low to mid-60s. Good afternoon. I'm Ann Kramer. And I'm Sean Anderson. Top local story this hour on WTOP. The owner of the Wizards and Capitals is taking his case for moving his teams to Alexandria to the fans. Just last month, Ted Leonsis and Virginia Governor Glenn Youngkin announced a partnership and plan to move those teams across the Potomac to a $2 billion sports complex in Potomac Yard. Well, the reaction from fans and D.C. area residents alike has been a mixed bag. Our story from WTOP's Mike Marilla. Well, he says the Capitals and Wizards belong to the entire DMV. In an email to fans, the owner of Monumental Sports, Ted Leonsis, says not only will the move give fans a state-of-the-art arena, the Potomac Yard Entertainment District will provide the teams with the space needed to make championship contenders. He also says with 44% of the fans for both teams living in Virginia, the site will be more accessible for fans with Metro Car and even water taxi access. On Capital One Arena, he says, the needs of downtown Washington, D.C. and its businesses and residents are significant and challenging for the city, but says Monumental looks to be a part of the area's next renaissance, as he calls it. Virginia would own the new arena in a public-private partnership. It's a plan lawmakers still need to green light. Mike Marillo, WTOP News. Meantime, some big changes for the Wizards tonight. Wes Unsell Jr. is out as head coach, and assistant Brian Keefe will serve as interim head coach. Wizards radio play-by-play voice and WTOP sports director emeritus Dave Johnson joined us earlier to talk about the transition. The reasoning that was given to me was they were just looking for a new voice to kind of maximize discovery of player abilities and, and also some stylistic options for the teams going forward. So it's not necessarily an indictment of anything that Wes Unsell Jr. was not doing right or wrong. It's just the determination that they felt at this point, that halfway through this season, they had to make a change. It is legitimate transitioning to a front office role. So it's it's not the traditional firing in a sense. The team is saddled with the second worst record in the NBA. They've lost 10 of their last 11 games. The Jazz are in town tonight. 505 for months. Leaders in Maryland have been saying money is tight. That message came through loud and clear 
As members of the Prince George's County Council heard about where the state will and won't have money to spend, particularly when it comes to transportation, WTOP's John Doman has details. The big hit comes from the $650 million cuts to Maryland State Highway's State of Good Repair funding, money that's used to resurface roads around the region. That does lead to less driver comfort and lower service level conditions of the road. Will Pines is SHA's administrator. He also told the council it restricts our ability to replace aging uh, critical maintenance equipment like dump trucks, tractor mowers, and bucket trucks that are beyond the replacement cycle. A new interchange at Medical Center Drive is also being deferred, though the design of that interchange has been criticized for not being pedestrian or bike friendly. So this buys time in Largo, John Dome in WTOP News. Leaders in Maryland, meantime, have their eyes on people who speed through construction zones throughout highways in the state, and they're trying to get higher fines for those violators. The fine would go from the current $40 up to 290 bucks. The proposed legislation is designed to better protect the, on average, 1,000 highway workers on the job every day in Maryland. In March of last year, six highway workers were killed on 695 in Baltimore County. Speeding was one of the factors in the crash, along with a lack of work road signage. Lieutenant Governor Aruna Miller says this legislation allowing for an immediate fine if you're caught speeding on camera and other efforts already in play are designed to, quote, bring about a culture change in how motorists behave around roadway work zones. Kyle Cooper, WTOP News. Your metro train could soon start going faster. Metro says it's working to move its trains to higher speeds this summer. Top speed on most metro lines is 59 miles an hour, even though the trains are designed to go 65 to 75 in certain parts of the system. Here's Metro Senior Vice President Tiffany Jenkins. By going back to our design speeds, what we can provide to the customer is a reduction in their journey time. We're imagining that we can save anywhere up to two and a half minutes on the red line, which is significant. Meantime, automatic door openings have begun on red line trains, and they could launch system-wide in the spring. Metro's also working on running more trains automatically. The improvements could save the system as much as $12 million a year. Coming up in Money News after traffic and weather. What is a dill dinkers? It's rapidly expanding. I'm Jeff Claybaugh. It's 508. Michael and Son's heating tune-up for only $59. Michael and Son. Traffic and weather on the 8th and when it breaks, we've got Dave Dildine in the WTOP Traffic Center. Already rush hour congestion on the Capitol Beltway, more or less normal near the big bridges, maybe a little slower in Maryland on the interloop from College Park to Greenpelt. There was a crash on the edge of the ramp to go southbound of the BW Parkway. It is literally clearing as we speak. Back in Montgomery County, the crash on Georgia Avenue down below the Beltway affecting northbound drivers. It happened at Forest Glen Road. At last report, it was blocking the left side. Water main work. On Connecticut Avenue at Randolph Road, southbound and westbound traffic down to single file past WSSC Cruise. 270, many northbound slowdowns through the county with nothing blocking. At the Bay Bridge, too foggy for two-way traffic. Eastbound delays begin just past the exit for Cape St. Clair. You're limited to two lanes shorebound. Branch Avenue southbound near Surratt's Road had a crash reported. In the district, coming eastbound on 395 and 695, still slowly to go southbound on 295. You're packed, but it's moving better. The crash south of Baltimore. Bowling is clear. Northbound on DC 295, heavy into northeast. I-395, southbound slowdowns between the 3rd Street Tunnel and the Springfield Interchange. I-95 in Virginia, northbound uh, between the Fairfax County Parkway and Franconia Springfield Parkway overpasses. The crash along the far left side also getting cleared, and the right lane just reopened as of about a minute or a minute and a half ago. 
66, nothing unusual. Some slowdowns, but with the travel lanes open inside and outside of the Beltway. Back in D.C. northwest, a stretch of Wisconsin Avenue remains uh, blocked for police activity between Calvert and Fulton Streets northwest. The WTOP traffic studio is furnished by Regency Furniture. You can finance 60 months now with no money down, not a cent out of pocket. Regency Furniture, affordable, never looked so good. I'm Dave Dildine, WTOP traffic. And let's check in with 7 News First Alert meteorologist Steve Rudin. Evening showers will give way to patchy fog as we head into the overnight. Temperature is not going to move a whole lot. They'll settle in the 50s by early tomorrow morning. Any lingering showers and fog will give way to brighter skies beginning tomorrow morning. Just how quickly our skies clear will determine how warm it will get for the day. We're looking at temperatures in the mid-60s to lower 70s. Cooler temperatures in the 50s on Saturday with increasing clouds. 40s on Sunday with areas of moderate to heavy rain. I'm 7 News Meteorologist Steve Rudin in the First Alert Weather Center. Light rain in some spots in the WTOP listening area, but the temperatures are still mild. 63 in College Park, 62 in Fairfax. We're sitting at 64 on the National Mall, and we're brought to you by Long Fence. Save 25% on decks, pavers, and fences. Six months, no payment, no interest. Conditions apply. Go to longfence.com. WTOP's Money News at 10 and 40 past the hour. On to Jeff Claybaugh. The economy ended the year doing better than expected. The government's first estimate on fourth quarter GDP shows the economy growing at an annual rate of 3.3%. Families thinking about a brand new house might find some deals. New home sales rose 8% in December, but two-thirds of builders say they offered buyers some form of incentives. Indoor pickleball court operator Dill Dinkers is expanding. It has four corporate-owned locations in Maryland and now franchise deals for 10 in Northern Virginia and 100 nationwide. The Dill Dinkers name is a nod to pickles, Dill, and to the Dink Shot. The Dow finished the day up 242 points, closing at a record. The S&P 500 up 26, a half percent gain. Another record. Jeff Clayball. WTOP News. Families in poverty are facing a global food crisis. $50 provides a food kit to feed a family for a month. Just text the word radio to 97646. Coming up, looks like it'll be a presidential rematch likely between Joe Biden and Donald Trump as we head into this campaign year of 2024. We'll talk about it with CBS News Chief Washington Correspondent Major Garrett. That's coming up, 512. I'm Katie from Long Windows. For decades, we've helped families just like yours bring beauty, value, and safety to their homes. With our top-of-the-line energy-efficient window, you won't lose sleep over your next energy bill. We do window replacement the right way, the long way. Buy two windows, get two windows free, plus no payments and no interest for two years. Visit longwindows.com to get your free estimate today. Before you use AI to transform your agency, you need to begin with trust. Introducing WatsonX Governance. Helping you govern any AI as data, models, and policies change so you can scale it responsibly. Let's create AI that begins with trust with Watson X Governance. Learn more at ibm.com slash federal. IBM. Let's create. The following is a paid message. This is Bishop Michael Burbage of the Catholic Diocese of Arlington. January is Poverty Awareness Month. Did you know that the poverty rate in the United States is 11.5% with nearly 38 million people living in poverty? Especially as we begin a new year, we must remember to pray for 
and to act in support of our brothers and sisters in need, those who go to bed hungry, those who face financial hardships in paying bills or putting food on the table for their families, those who long for warmth, those who are unemployed or underemployed. We are reminded in sacred scripture that whatever you did for one of these least brothers of mine, you did for me. May we resolve that this be the year we truly hear the cry of the poor and commit to help them always. Coming up later this hour. Some wacky and wild orchids on display, including one that smells like rotting meat. We refer to it as Bucky. I'm Shana Stulen. Stay with us here on WTOP. Super Saturday. Save 30% off on all furniture at Ashley. Super Saturday. One day of the year. This Saturday, get our best offers. Save 30% off on all furniture, plus free delivery. Super Saturday is 30% off every Ashley living room, every Ashley dining room, and every Ashley bedroom, plus free delivery. Super Saturday is the best time to buy new furniture. Ashley sofa just $4.99. Ashley Queen Beds, only $2.49. Super Saturday, 10 to 9, this Saturday at Ashley. Visit homestores.store for participating locations near you. Washington's top news, WTOP. Facts matter. 515, I'm Ann Kramer. And I'm Sean Anderson. Thanks for being with us. Campaign 2024 on WTOP with momentum from the presidential contest in Iowa and New Hampshire. Joe Biden and Donald Trump appear poised to give the nation a sequel to the 2020 election. With a strong victory for former President Trump this week, surveys conducted in both states show the Republican frontrunner has not gained traction with the college graduates or suburbanites who could be decisive in November's general election. Well, joining us live, CBS News Chief Washington Correspondent Major Garrett, who also hosts the Takeout podcast. Great to have you back, Major. Thank you so much. Great to be with you. First things first, for Donald Trump and the Republicans, uh, is all the rest of the primary and caucus season, just a simple formality. Well, what's interesting is there's a resolution that has at least been suggested to the Republican National Committee to declare former President Trump the presumptive nominee and hold no more primaries. The RNC would have to approve it and be a really difficult thing to implement. But nevertheless, that that discussion has happened suggests that the Republican National Committee or those within it who are very Trump sympathetic, just want to end this. Nikki Haley's in South Carolina saying, wait a minute, uh, I still have a campaign. I've been suspended. I haven't endorsed. I'm running. Shouldn't the primaries continue? And that is giving Nikki Haley something she didn't have a week ago, in addition to being the one and only candidate left challenging former President Trump. And that is a legitimate claim to, hey, the establishment is trying to shut me out. I'm the insurgent now. I'm the outsider. Whether that's going to be enough to propel her in South Carolina is very much an open question. But it does suggest that Republicans want to shut this down before the voters have had a chance to decide anything else other than Iowa and New Hampshire. I'm not exactly sure that's a sign of weakness, but it doesn't look to me like a sign of confidence or strength. Major, um, Nikki Haley seems to be irritating Donald Trump quite a bit when she decided not to drop out of the race after New Hampshire. Is part of her goal, from what insiders are saying, and have been, we've been seeing reports all week, that it could be just that she wants to irritate him even more, and that's why she's staying in? Well, look, if you're Nikki Haley and you've decided to stay in after New Hampshire, you're basically telling the Republican Party, I'm not really interested in what my political career is after this cycle. I'm not betting on something in the future because if I've antagonized the Trump base and it's resilient past 2024, I don't have a future anyway. She's basically saying, I'm going to try right now to be the alternative to former President Trump. And she's got a 
difficult task in South Carolina. Very quickly, in 2016, what happened? Trump won by 32%. But if you add Ted Cruz and Ben Carson, similar conservative-type voters, that's 61% of turnout in 2016. If you take the Marco Rubio, Jeb Bush, John Kasich, which would basically be the Haley constituency now, that's 37%. That's 24 percentage points between the two of them. That's the gap she has to close in the next four weeks in South Carolina. She's going to have some money. She's going to have some intensity. She's certainly going to have press coverage. We'll see what happens. We mentioned potential weaknesses for Mr. Trump once we get to the general election, assuming that that's Mm -hmm. the matchup. Uh, He did not do particularly well with independence in uh, New Hampshire. Is that a big problem for the former president? So there is something we can deduce from Iowa and New Hampshire, more so in New Hampshire, but there was still also in Iowa. Suburban, exurban, higher-educated Republicans, lightly attached independents or Republicans. It's all Republicans in Iowa, but it's the undeclareds in New Hampshire. They're not with former President Trump. And look, it's very difficult to win a party nomination if all you have is the outsiders and not the party base. That's always true. It's true for Democrats. It's true for Republicans. That's another impediment for Haley. But what she can argue credibly is if we're trying to think as Republicans strategically for a general election campaign, don't we want someone at the top of the ticket who can transcend some of these built-in limitations of Trump and get into the suburbs and the exurbs and talk to voters who have basically checked out on the Republican Party? That's her argument. South Carolina is not the most hospitable place for it, is, for it, but there might be states on the Super Tuesday calendar that might be more amenable to that. Major, thank you as always. We appreciate it. CBS News Chief Washington Correspondent Major Garrett. WTOP's traffic and weather together. Back to Dave Dildine in the WTOP Traffic Center. In D.C., police activity continues at Glower Park. Wisconsin Avenue remains blocked at points between Calvert Street and Fulton Street. Traffic on Massachusetts Avenue will in turn be much heavier and slower, especially outbound through Embassy Row. And being near the Naval Observatory, always the chance traffic will be stopped on Massachusetts Avenue there as well. On the freeways through southeast and southwest, rush hour traffic packed, especially southbound on I-295. Crash south bowling cleared in Virginia, southbound on 395. Uh, from the 3rd Street Tunnel to the Springfield Interchange, many southbound slowdowns. 95, the slowest traffic remains northbound between Lorton and Springfield. The crash north of Fairfax County Parkway is there for a couple of hours. It was cleared from the right lane. Now we've got a secondary crash reported in the backup state police on their way. Volume delays in the Beltway in Maryland and Virginia. In Montgomery County, coming off the Beltway northbound on Georgia Avenue, still sluggish. The crash near Forest Glen should be clear now. It was being towed out of the left lane. 270, 95, and the Baltimore-Washington Parkway rush hour slowdowns. And uh, Connecticut Avenue at Randolph Road, southbound and westbound drivers toward the intersection, still getting by water main work, single file and slowly. Very foggy at the Bay Bridge. No two-way traffic. Eastbound delays begin back near St. Margaret's Road. JES Foundation Repair, your local Expert for foundation and crawl space repair. Book your free inspection at jeswork.com. Dave Dildine, WTOP Traffic. Let's get our forecast now. 7 News First Alert, meteorologist Steve Rudin. Jordan Evans is joining us. Hey, Jordan. Hey, no worries. Good evening. Yeah, we do have some fog out there, and that's going to continue tonight. It's felt like a spring day. Temperatures in the 60s. We have the moisture. I was talking about earlier on our show how it almost feels like we should be expecting severe weather later today. But I can at least tell you that will not be the case. Just a few more spotty showers, and that fog will be our concern tonight as we track these temperatures staying mild. In fact, our lows could actually be record warm lows by tomorrow, which means we're starting off near 60 degrees in several spots for tomorrow. 
tomorrow morning. As we again track that fog, we're down to half a mile now in Gaithersburg for visibility, a quarter mile of Manassas, and just under a mile in parts of the district around the Beltway. So if you do come across some of that really dense fog, make sure you have those low beams on, especially as the sun is uh, going down now at this hour. As we track the forecast, tomorrow it's near 70, drying out, potentially some sunshine for the afternoon. It all depends if we get that sun. We'll likely have many areas reaching 70s for tomorrow. Saturday, it cools down to the 50s, but still dry. We'll wait and get the rain for Saturday evening. Sunday, it's likely damp and dreary with temperatures stuck in the 40s, and that would be the case for the uh, Baltimore game at the Ravens Stadium tomorrow, or Sunday, excuse me, as well. Next week, it's dry, but it's chilly. Temperatures in the 40s, but it is January. That's where we should be uh, once again for this time of year. Right now, 64 still in Northwest, 62 in Centerville, 65 in Clinton, Maryland, and 61 College Park. Brought to you by Len the Plumber Heating and Air, trusted same-day service seven days a week. Still ahead on WTOP, when could Boeing 737 MAX 9 jets like the one that had a hole in the side recently be back in the air? We'll tell you, 522. A podiatrist will tell you about your feet. A physical therapist will analyze your gait. A psychologist will help you manage your anxiety. But what if your walk affects your hip alignment and the loss of movement affects your mental health? The body is connected in unseen ways. That's why our doctors work together to care for all that is you. Kaiser Permanente, for all that is you. Learn more at kp.org. Kaiser Foundation Health Plan of the Mid-Atlantic States Incorporated, 2101 East Jefferson Street, Rockville, Maryland, 20852. Transparency and trust makes buying a car Fitzgerald Subaru Gaithersburg and Rockville a great experience. It all begins with a low price in writing posted on the window of every car. There's no haggling to get the low price or to know the monthly payment. It's all right there on the window. No haggle, no hassle. Fitzgerald Subaru in Gaithersburg and Rockville. Call 888-FITZMALL today. Transparency you can trust. That's the Fitzway. There's just no better way to go. You're listening to WTOP News. 523. Boeing 737 MAX 9 jets could soon be flying again after the FAA announced it was greenlighting an inspection and maintenance process for those planes. More than 170 planes have been grounded for nearly three weeks now after a panel blew out of the Alaska Airlines jet as it rose to 16,000 feet. What does the inspection process actually look like? CBS News senior transportation correspondent Chris Van Cleve joined us earlier to explain. That's ensuring that this door panel is properly installed, that it is properly fitted, that there's no damage, that all of the bolts are tightened to specification. It's about a 12-hour inspection process per airplane, Alaska says, and United tells us they have to remove two rows of seats, the interior cabin wall to access that plug. They're then going to inspect it and the mounts, the things that hold it into place, as well as those bolts we've heard so much about. Once that inspection on that airplane is finished and the airline mechanic has signed off that it's safe, that plane is able to go back into service. Alaska Air says it will start using some of the inspected MAX 9 jets as soon as tomorrow. Well, wintertime may have you longing for warmer days when the grass is green and the flowers are in bloom, certainly warm today. But how is this as a substitute there's a new exhibit at the Smithsonian that starts Saturday that lets you spend time with orchids. We have a little nickname for it. We refer to it as Bucky. Bucky is a rather unique orchid at the Smithsonian Gardens Orchid Show. He's got leaves that are seven feet tall and he smells like rotting meat. Smithsonian horticulturist Melanie Pyle says this year's show focuses on conservation. Not everyone learns the same way. Science doesn't resonate with everybody. That's why they invited a Baltimore-based artist, Fon Hong, to